The mind receives and processes information. The boiling point of water is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Lincoln was our 16th president. Light travels at a speed of 186,282 miles per second. The heart knows and wrestles with realities. Your son is missing in combat. God has heard your prayers. Your daughter is getting married tomorrow. You are now and always have been loved. The mind deals in abstractions. Two plus two equals four. You should get an oil change every 3,000 miles. The phone company is increasing local service charges by $1.75. The mind takes in and processes information. It is a beautiful gift of God. Why, you're using your mind even now on your search for God and for life. But it remains, for the most part, indifferent. Your mind tells you that it is now 2 a.m. and your daughter has not returned, for the car is not in the driveway. Your heart wrestles with whether or not it is cause for worry. The heart lives in the far more bloody and magnificent realities of living and dying and loving and hating. That's why those who live from their minds are detached from life. Things don't seem to touch them very much. They puzzle at the way others are so affected by life, and they conclude others are emotional and unstable. Meanwhile, those who live from the heart find those who live from the mind unavailable. Yes, they are physically present. So is your computer. This is the sorrow of many marriages and the number one disappointment of children who feel entirely missed or misunderstood by their parents. Yes, the heart is the source of our emotions, but we have equated the heart with emotion and put it away for a messy and even dangerous guide. No doubt, many people have made a wreck of their lives by following an emotion without stopping to consider whether it was a good idea to do so. Neither adultery nor murder is a rational act. But equating the heart with emotion is the same nonsense as saying that love is a feeling. Surely, we know that love is more than feeling loving, for if Christ had followed his emotions, he would not have gone to the cross for us. Like any man would have been, he was afraid. In fact, he knew that the sins of the world would be laid upon him, and so he had even greater cause for hesitation. But in the hour of his greatest trial, his love overcame his fear of what loving would cost him. Emotions are the voice of the heart, to borrow Chip Dodd's phrase. Not the heart, but its voice. 